I'm Jack Hampton. And I'm Cooper Neal. And this is the Hampton Hoops Podcast. Let's get it. Welcome to our first ever in-person Hampton Hoops Podcast. It's been a long, long time coming. We started this shit six months ago, man, and it's all been remote until now. Cooper, how are you doing, my friend? Surviving and thriving. I love hearing that shit in person so much, so much. Well, uh, a lot's happened since we last spoke two days ago. Um, As you know, we're in Memphis right now, uh, both for our hometown. I usually stay in Starkville for school, but I was getting ready to come up here on Thursday. It was just a, you know, chill Thursday afternoon and... I'm sitting there watching J.J. Reddick's pod with Draymond Green. It's fantastic. I strongly recommend it. But the thing about it was I go up to check my phone. I was like, all right, I probably need to get going here. And then my phone's blowing up about Kevin Durant requesting a trade. And I, there's so many things racing through my brain. Because we had planned. We weren't even going to do a pod. Like, we're like, we talked about everything. And then, of course, our luck. Katie's reportedly either wanting to go to Phoenix or Miami. Phoenix, um, Brooklyn, they want to give up Devin Booker. For that trade, Brooklyn's not doing it if they don't give up Devin Booker. And then also they want Bam for Miami. But KD will not go to either one of those teams if those two guys aren't there. So there's a, there's so many different sides of this. Did Kyrie drive him to do this? Like, Coop, just break this thing down for us. How the hell do you feel about one of the biggest superstars in today's game demanding a trade? And this could be the biggest news since LeBron James to Miami. Yeah. A decade ago. How are you feeling about this, man? Man, I literally said this is a catastrophe, but they literally barely missed it because they, they opted in. You right. thought they were running it back because there were some cryptic tweets and uh, posts that it was Katie and Kyrie hugging each other and they were running it back. Mm-hmm. And then now we got Katie wants a trade. And Kyrie is going to find his way to being in L.A. playing with Bronny again. Yep. So, like, it's – man, I don't know. Um, it's one of those things I was reading an article earlier today and they were talking about I think 2004 when Shaq was getting traded to the Heat and they were talking about how LA called and you don't necessarily just want like the KD for LeBron Mm -hmm. because obviously you know they're not going to trade their best player for you or whatnot Mm -hmm. but they were like we want Dwayne Wade and a young upcoming guard and Miami hung up the phone Yep. and of course we know Shaq gets to Miami so what they called they goes on to a championship exactly and so they called and asked for a young and upcoming player and so I feel like Brooklyn's in a tough predicament just because KD was projected the number one player in the league coming into the season. He was an MVP front runner for the first quarter of the season. Like he's playing at all time great levels. Exactly. Until, Health until injuries. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And um just just for them to have to lose I mean, you already lost James Harden. Yeah. The person you got back ain't played basketball in a year. Mm-hmm. Um Kyrie Played half the games, yep. missed out on seventeen million dollars for zero because he didn't want to get vaccinated. Which I, I ain't got nothing to say about that. Yeah. That's your prerogative. He looks for something. Now. Exactly. He looks for something. He looks for something to not play. Yep. I mean, it, it feels like since the Cavs days, Kyrie really ain't played a full season. Nope. Um, and I hate that because Kyrie's incredible. I mean, he's a showstopper. He, he is. I mean, literally, you watch his mixtapes because of how good his handles are. I mean, he's just got some of the best handles ever. Mm-hmm. And then you also got KD, and so you're like, you have. Virtually three people on play on on paper that could get you to a championship. Exactly. And now all of a sudden you're looking at if you don't do this right, a full massive rebuild. Yeah. Um, because if I'm them, you have 29 teams to trade with. Yep. 
you got to get the best offer. And I think they will. That's that's why I I'm nervous. I want if you clicked on this video, you're going to see the thumbnail is better together, obviously, of Kevin Durant and number 12 on this screen right here. And that is what we want as Grizzlies fans. But is it realistic? Hey, you just said something that was so profound. Is it they're going to take the best offer? And this isn't just the best offer out of three, four, five, six teams. This is the best offer in the league and possibly the biggest haul in NBA history. That's the crazy thing about it. And I don't know if Memphis has that to offer. We have the draft capital. We have that. We have the money to spend on him for a possible extension. But my whole thing is the ammo, and especially with Jaron Jackson Jr., that injury killed his trade value for at least the next one to two years outside of this Kevin Durant situation. Desmond Bain, we could offer him, but a lot of people internally do not want to trade him. And I understand it, man. He's second-year player. He had a 10-point 10, 10 jump. Like, I wouldn't want to trade him either. But when it's a guy like Kevin Durant, everyone except John ja Morant is on the table for me. How do you feel about a Kevin Durant to Memphis? Like, what? what is your stomping ground? How realistic do you think it is? I mean, it's obviously realistic because we're – I mean – 29 teams to pick. So, I mean, you got a chance, but like you already said it, I don't want to trade Desmond Bain. Mm -hmm. And the problem with trading Desmond Bain is he makes a million and a half dollars from, he might make less than that. Oh, yeah. Because he was picked, I think, 29th or 30th pick mm -hmm. in the draft. So, he doesn't make enough money. I mean, to match a 40, di 40 mil difference, you're having to give up Steven you, Adams, Dylan Brooks. Jaron Jackson, but you're you having, can't now. Exactly. You're having to give up so many more with Desmond Bain to where I feel like you're destroying everything we built. And so I've seen all the things where everybody's like, in, in regards to the Rudy Gobert trade and things like that, where everybody's like, man, every team in the playoffs last year is getting better, but the Grizzlies are just banking on their draft picks and internal development, which obviously to this point has worked really well for the Grizz. I mean, we were the second best team in the league last year. And so part of me is like, obviously, Kevin Durant, you're, dude, you're championship front runner for however many years are left on his contract. Mm -hmm. Him and Jaw together. Like, it's one of those things where, like, there's certain players in the NBA that you want the ball in their hands in the final seconds of a playoff game. Mm -hmm. John Morant's one of those. Kevin Durant's another one. Like, exactly. not many teams have two of those guys mm -hmm. on their roster. Like, obviously, the Lakers. We'll, we'll use them because they're going to be a hot topic today. Anthony Davis and LeBron James. And Russell Westbrook. Sorry, I can't even forget about Russ. I mean, there was there was once oh, a, you can. <laughs> there was once a day though that Russ was the type of guy that you'd want the ball in his hands because yep. he was going to go make a play. Fifty point triple double. This guy had he averaged triple doubles for three years. Exactly. Yeah. And so like, and then obviously LeBron, you want the ball in his hands. Yeah. But like, AD is not the type of guy you want the ball in his hands on a final possession. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's not. And I, I love uh, street clothes, but like. <laughs> um, He's been he's been in street clothes more than he's been on the court. Didn't touch a basketball for months on end after coming off a catastrophic year. There was no motivation to even touch a ball. Yep. Anthony Davis is for the fuck. He's for the birds, in my opinion. <laughs> I I'm just not. I'm so low on him, and I keep hearing all these insiders and analysts. You know, people are too low on Anthony Davis. I don't care. I am snoring on him for next year because I don't think he will put in the effort to do it. I don't think he'll put in the effort to be a better player, to sacrifice to play the five, something he has been shy to do for years now. And I don't think he'll put in the effort to take care of his body to be so much, to be as fragile as he is. And you know what? Let's just go ahead. Let's look at the other side of this now with the Kevin Durant thing. 
the Kyrie Irving, the timing on this is also interesting to me because Kyrie all last weekend was, you know, he may force his way out. He may take take $6 million for the Lakers, take a $30 million pay cut. It was all up in the air. All these reports were coming out. He put out a fucking list of where he's going to go. <laughs> and <laughs> nobody wanted him besides L.A. That's what it boiled down to. He can say how different he is, but nobody wanted this guy. He opts into his contract. A day later, Kevin Durant wants a trade. These two guys were the tightest of the tightest going into this Brooklyn Nets team. They uh, dapped each other up every chance they got. I mean, there was countless amount of videos of them speaking to each other. They were best friends, man. And now, for KD to up and leave, something had to went down, had to really go down, and I think it did. I don't know where Kyrie's going from here, but what do you think about this? Yeah, I mean, you just hit it on the head. I mean, these two dudes were best friends. That's why they wanted to play together, and exactly. that's why they teamed up in Brooklyn. And, I mean, it's just – I mean, I was reading the timeline the other day, and obviously I don't know it verbatim, but it's just so funny in a two-year, two, three-year span how much has just gone down. I mean, these dudes played 30 games together. I might be lowballing it, but, I mean – yeah. It's just so difficult to see like something like this go down, and I have no clue where Kyrie's going to end up. If I'm a betting man, I, and I'm not, but I'm, I'd go Lakers just solely on the fact that they're still the only team that wants him. Exactly. Um, somebody mentioned the other day uh, pairing him up with Luca, and I was like, no. Yeah. I was like, I don't want to ruin Luca's career. No. And, and I hate saying that because I mean, you just heard me say it. Kyrie's one of the best handlers yeah. ever. Yeah. Um, and you can't timer. Yeah, you can't like deny that but it's just one of those things where like sometimes you have to give up your egos and I feel like where yes he doesn't really have an ego he's just a different animal I mean he just he's just different from everybody else but like sometimes you have to leave that at the door you have to check it at the door you have to come in you're getting paid to play basketball exactly like they were talking like when they were trying to reach an extension that they were going to put incentives into playing games $37 million sounds like an incentive to play basketball yeah, to me. it does. It, um, it should be, at least. Yeah, exactly. Like, I mean, if you if the Grizzlies told me today, you can go make $100,000 and you can just sit on the bench. I, I'll be on that bench all 82 games. Yeah. You exactly. best believe it. Mm-hmm. Most like, people will. Because it, it's – that's so much money for you to be doing what you've been doing yeah. for the past three years. And if you truly love this game, it doesn't take a paycheck to exactly. be in the gym. Exactly. Kevin Durant is a hooper. That's all he yeah. wants to do. He's a strange cat because he hates all the shit that comes with it, you know? Yeah. He doesn't like the media. He doesn't he doesn't like <laughs> he loves Twitter now, yeah. but he doesn't <laughs> like the traditional media, but like he just wants to go out there and hoop, man, and that's why I think another thing that has a lot to do with Kevin Durant's decision is Golden State Warriors just won a championship without this guy. Yeah. And his name was in the media through the entire time, and he hadn't played since the first round. It was not with the Brooklyn Nets. It was all about Golden State. Look, they won a championship before you. Now they just won a championship without you. And I think he's sitting here. He's like, I'm with this prima donna now. I have no shot. Because if I was – we had talked about this. If I'm looking at the Brooklyn Nets next year, they're not any better. They may even be worse than they were this year. And they were a playing team that got swept in the first round because – as we're going to get into with all these free agencies of Bruce Brown's elsewhere, they re-signed Patty Mills for some reason who had a career-low year this year, and I just didn't like anything they did, and I think Kevin Durant saw the writing on the wall. My initial reaction was, God, this guy just jumps T 
team to team. And then I'm like, hell, I mean, I don't blame them for this. Yeah. You know, the OKC thing, yeah, I can hold that against – I can, you know, for sure hold that against them. But this one, I can't. I wouldn't want to be on the same team as Kyrie. You and me both. I mean, literally, it's one of those things where, like, LeBron obviously knows how to handle Kyrie. Mm-hmm. I mean, they did win – Two together. Mm-hmm. I might be wrong on that, but uh, one, 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 one. Yep. My bad. Um, the Warriors blew a three-one lead, yeah. but uh, <laughs> <laughs> it was monumental one. Yeah, you know I have, you know I have to give the Warriors slander wherever I can. Yeah, but uh, um, I just, it's sad when, I mean we've we've said it what three times now. You're one of the best like handlers in the league. You're a show showtime guy, and only one NBA team wants you. Because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm gonna be honest with you, I don't think the Nets really want him at this point. They're like, Golly, why do we have to deal with this? They were ready to lose him. They were ready to lose him. Uh, but as far as Kevin Durant goes, I mean, I can't hold this one against them. I no. mean, you thought you were doing what was best for your career, um, and it's just not gone the way you wanted it to. <sighs> well, well, well. One of our favorite players in the entire league, an offensive threat, a uh, volume shooter. Malik Beasley. <laughs> <laughs> Sir Rudy Gobert got traded to the Minnesota Timberwolves just for a small package to Utah. That package includes sniper Malik Beasley, heart of the team Patrick Beverly, Walker Kessler, the guy they drafted a week ago, Jared Vanderbilt, a good rotation player, and four first-round picks, three of them being completely unprotected. For a three-time defensive player of the year, Rudy Gobert, who averages, let's say, what, 15 points a game? A little lower, probably. But, I mean, it's probably like 13, 12, 13, 14, 15. Yeah. I'll give them the benefit we, of the doubt. We, we'll we we'll give be them nice. the benefit of the doubt. We can be nice because we'll be nice. we're about we'll to – We'll be nice. We're about to – Shit on him. Uh, yeah. <laughs> if, if we're keeping a stack, we are about to shit on him. Um, so, Rudy Gobert gets traded for all of these pieces. Minnesota's coming off a very exciting season. As we know, as Grizzlies fans, they gave us a good fight. Many say they could have won the series very easily. They led pretty much the entire series. Um, they had a fun season with Anthony Edwards. Carl Anthony Towns uh, showed some good things as well. D'Angelo Russell shrunk, but, you know, Beverly got there last year. At the beginning of the year, he said, we're making the playoffs this year. Everyone in the league called him crazy. And guess what? He beat his old team in a play-in game and jumped up on a scores table and got his team to the playoffs. So, I mean, he set out to accomplish that. It was a great year for Minnesota. And then they ship him off for Rudy Gobert to put next to Carl Anthony Towns. Um, How do you feel about this fit, the haul, anything about it? I'll hit on the fit first. Okay. Um... So when I saw the Rudy Gobert trade pop up, I originally was like, "Ah, oh, D'Lo just got shipped," because which I'm fine with. Yeah, which I would have been fine with, um, mostly because I was like, "He's he's one of the bigger contracts." And so as far as the fit goes, Minnesota needed more defense. I mean, you had Jared Vanderbilt who's in this trade, and you had Pat Bev who's in this trade. Um, and then you maybe we can count Torian Prince, maybe we can count mm-hmm. uh, Jaden McDaniels, but he's still kind of I don't we don't know where he's gonna be because he's so young, which is kind of crazy that he went in this trade. But as far as like the fit goes, it helps Cat. That's about it. I mean, I really it's just I sent this trade to you and I just said wow, and it wasn't like me making fun of the trade. It was mostly yeah. because 
Minnesota was the last team I would have ever thought Rudy mm-hmm. Gobert would have been traded to. Because, mm-hmm. um, I mean, obviously their defense is atrocious. Like, I mean, Cat, D'Lo, and Ant's pretty good just because he's so athletic he can stay in front of you. But, like, I mean, they gave up. I mean, Jaw was averaging, like, 30, and that was with Pat Bev on him. Jaron was dominating when he could yeah. actually stay on the court. Mm-hmm. I mean, Bain was uh, – didn't Bain have, like, 26 in this series? Like, Bain showed out in this series. Yeah. Jaw struggled a little bit with Pat Bev um, in game one. Game two, he played fantastic. But, I mean, Jaw was up and down in this series. His numbers were down because of Pat Bev. Yeah. You know, he makes it hard. But it's more than – Beverly on the court for me. He was the soul of that team. Yeah, he he made them tough. He gave them an edge they didn't have. They were a soft team before yeah. he got there. Jimmy Butler called Carl Anthony Towns a pussy, and that was for <laughs> a reason. And Jimmy Butler, I mean, was there for a year, took him to the playoffs, left because he was like, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be here, you know. And Anthony Edwards had a breakout year. I just, I don't, I don't know how, I don't know how I feel, you know. Uh, I, it's pretty simple to me why why you should do this. And the thing that's even more messed up than the the haul that Utah got for Rudy Gobert is that a report came out Saturday morning uh, talking about Minnesota calling Brooklyn about Kevin Durant, a guy we just talked about. And Minnesota had all this stuff to offer that they gave Utah. Plus, they could have offered Carl Anthony Towns and probably taking away a few of these draft picks and a couple of these players to get Kevin Durant. But they weren't willing to give up Carl Anthony Towns. And that's something I would do for Kevin Durant, a yeah. top five to ten player of all time, to pair with a young Anthony Edwards. You have your future and your present yeah. right next to each other. It's something I would do. We've talked about moving off Cat to develop Anthony because you and I, I mean, we watched him in person drop 25 in one half. So we're high on Anthony Edwards. Yeah, yeah. Four points. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, then he had four points after that. But Anthony <laughs> Edwards, he's he's a great player. And yeah. would you have done that KD thing for Carl Anthony Towns? Oh, yeah. Um, oh, yeah. Like, I mean, don't get me wrong, and this is not Cat Slander. Like, we obviously think Cat's a decent basketball player. I mean, he's better than decent. He's a good basketball player. Yeah. I can't it's deny an all-star. that. Yeah. Um, heck, wasn't he All-NBA this year? Like uh, he 13? may have been. Yeah, he may have been. He might have even been a uh, third-team All-NBA, but, like, that's neither here nor there. Kevin Durant's Hall of Famer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's that's, just, that's, yeah. that's what we're comparing. We're comparing <laughs> exactly. a Hall of Famer to a guy that's a really good basketball player. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, it's just yeah. there's not really an in-between. And, like, the only thing this trade makes me feel is I'm like – so you basically have D'Lo, Ant, Rudy Gobert, Cat, Kyle, uh, Kyle Anderson, who they just took from the Grizzlies, by the way, Jaden McDaniels and Torian Prince. That's seven players. Yep. You have no more money. So unless they get rid of a guy that I think they've needed to get rid of for a really long time now, and that's D'Lo, because they just – yes, I knew what you were trying to do with him and Cat, get them back playing together. Um They've been buddies for a really long time, but he he's not the point guard you need for this team. Um, this team is clearly center-based um, now. Uh, you have two centers, and then you have Anthony Edwards, who's literally a freak. Like, I mean, the game he was talking about, we're sitting there eight rows up watching Anthony Edwards drop 25 and a half. We're like, he's going to have 50. We could not stop him. Yeah. And then they didn't give him the ball back because Cat and D'Lo had the ball in there. Yeah, and D'Lo th- thought he was Michael Jordan that game, and of course exactly. – John Contrar for the culture, but that's another 15 story. 15 rebounds, day. baby. Oh, my God. Jitty. Oh, my God. But, yeah, man, with this Rudy Gobert thing, I 
I'm so glad you brought up the contract too, because this is a guy who makes a massive, massive amount of money a year to be giving you 15 points. I get his thing. He's a defensive player of the year three different times, so that's fantastic. But I loved how they looked. If you're going to keep Cat, then I love him playing him at the five. Then you give Anthony Edwards all that space to work and just now go Bears clogging the paint. So if you keep D'Lo and Anthony Edwards, paint's going to be clogged, man. And Anthony Edwards, he when his shots off, he gets going by getting shots at the rim, floating it in the like. I just don't understand that fit. No, you and me both. And honestly, looking at this trade package, I I would have rather kept Pat Bev to be the one mm-hmm. and put D'Lo in there. Like it's just you gave away a guy that literally said my next five years are going to be given to this team. I, I don't remember when he tweeted that or God, whatever, I forgot he did say that. He yeah. said that, and now you shipped him away to honestly a team that's in a massive rebuild now. Does Pat Bev even stay? Like I mean, it's just one of those things where you got rid of a guy, you got rid of two guys on this trade package and Jared Vanderbilt and Pat Bev, who were your starting two and your starting four last year, and they were your best defensive players for one defensive player. Like, it's just – I don't get it. If you're Utah, you're jumping with joy. I think – I mean, granted, you don't really have, like, just a superstar player in this package, but you have really good guys that if they're trying to work around Donovan Mitchell, that'll work around Donovan Mitchell. And you got ammo to get other – stars from free agency you got all these unprotected first from minnesota who knows what they're going to be in 2027 man you never know and with pat bev like you and i are so high on him because like we know the effect he can have on all-stars defensively gobert can have that effect too but pat bev's going to give you some heart and soul yeah you know gobert's not going to give you that um as far as i know we're spending more time on beverly than gobert but i'd love to see patrick beverly go back to la and back up John Wall. I think that would be – There, Clippers are already championship contenders. That would just give them another Rottweiler to come off the yeah. bench. And how do you score against Patrick Beverly, Paul George, Kawhi Leonard, and all those guys? I just don't understand. I mean, that, that'd be a scary team. That's where I don't want to see him in a rebuilding project in Utah. He deserves better than that. Took the words right out of my mouth. Literally, I was just about to say I don't want to see him on a crap team. I want to see him in the playoff. Because, like, th- like, all right. We're gonna we're gonna talk about this player here soon, but like Dejounte Murray, he was he's an all all defensive player type of guy, but he still gets fifty two dropped on his head a few times. Like he's gonna get the counting stats and like the steals and maybe a block or two. He's gonna get those stats, but like the difference between him and a Pat Bev, Pat Bev takes so much energy out of a player. <laughs> Speaking of fifty two point game, on Dejounte Murray, yeah, on Dejounte Murray, point game, um, record breaker. On DeJounte Murray. Exactly. Right. And it's like Pat Bev, where, yes, Josh still put up points. Mm-hmm. Desmond Bain still put up points. He wasn't being guarded by Pat Bev. But, like, we still put up points, but he makes Jaw work so much yes. harder. And, like, De'Aaron Fox does that, too. Exactly. De'Aaron Fox does that, too. It's, it's just a different type of defense that he plays, and I definitely don't think he stays with Utah. If that's me, I wouldn't. Honestly, if I, I didn't think that. he was going to stay with Minnesota, and then he carries them to the. He doesn't carry them, obviously, but I'm talking about as far as a locker room guy, he puts them in a different mode. We're making the playoffs, and they did that. You know, I think he's he's a great he's a great locker room guy, in my opinion. Let's move to something you want to talk about, and that's something going on up in Chicago for a team that one of our favorite guys, Kenny Beecham's a massive fan of. Let's talk about Thanks. Chicago. Yeah, this is Jack's boy. This this ain't this ain't even really my boy. This is Jack's boy. Uh, Jack's boy. The best 2K player in the world, Zach, uh, Zach Levine. 
Uh, See money. Five years, two hundred and fifteen million dollars. Jack, we both like Zach Levine. Is this an overpay for Zach Levine to stay in Chicago? A team that started out really strong, injuries kind of derailed their season. Is this is this is this a good good deal for the Chicago Bulls? As much as I love this guy, you know every. 2K game, we start up. Zach Levine's on my team. We start a franchise. He's my first draft pick <laughs> over Michael Jordan, over LeBron James. Zach Levine is my boy. But in real life, not in 2K, man. Five-year, 215, that's, that's a stretch for me. This is a guy, if you're getting over $200 million for the next five years, you should be the best player by far in your team, and he's not even that. DeMar DeRozan was the MVP of that team and close to the MVP of the league last year. And I don't think Zach deserves that money. I'm not saying take it out of his pocket. I love Zach Levine. I'm so glad this dude got his money. He deserves it. He's been on rat teams. He made the, his first playoff appearance. But I think all that smoke screen with the Lakers, it was to get this contract. It makes sense. But I, I don't know, man, because Chicago up in the air. I like the Andre Drummond's. Drummond signing, I love that. But to build around Zach Levine and DeMar DeRozan, his years are numbered. So I just, I don't know how I feel. I feel like we've seen, I know Zach is what, 26, 27 right now. He's right in the middle of his prime. But I feel like he can only get so much better. Like he was an all-star reserve this year. And I feel like that's a ceiling. I hope he proves me wrong as a guy that loves him. I I hope he's a starter. I hope he can be an all-NBA guy. And I just you know, first or second team guy, and I just don't think he can be. And unfortunately, that's how I feel. Yeah, no, you and I are probably in the same boat. I mean, this is uh, – I was actually listening to our boy Kenny Beecham on uh, their podcast, um, and he was just saying how he wants a good rebounding center, which Andre Drummond is the best rebounding center in the yes. league. So great job, uh, Bulls, for doing that. And they got him super cheap, too. Yes. When I saw that deal, I was like, that's a steal. And, like – for the Bulls, I also thought they needed some more depth because, like we already mentioned, they they started out really hot. I mean, this was the number one seed in the East, um, but then Alonzo gets hurt, Caruso gets hurt. I mean, just injury after injury after injury, and then you're just looking at guys like Javante Green out there playing starting center at 6'5", and you're like, this ain't going very well. <laughs> and so, like – and I loved them all. Tony Bradley out there yeah, getting Tony, picked up by SA. Steven Adams. I mean, I was at that game. It was awesome. Literally <laughs> the entire crowd standing ovation for Steven Adams, picking up a seven-footer and carrying him. Even the even Tony Bradley's laughing now. Uh, but I just don't think this makes them a championship contender. And I hate that because, like, seeing the Bulls in the playoffs again was so awesome. I loved it, man. Yeah. yeah. And, like, and I'm not even a Bulls fan. That's not even me saying that. It's just – The league's better when they're good. The league's better when they're good. Mm-hmm. Um this just straps you a little bit, in my opinion, because um, obviously DeMar DeRozan's on a pretty big deal, and I think he has three years left, if I'm not mistaken. Um, I just – I love Zach Levine. I'm, I'm glad you got your bag. I need to see a full year of this team, too, because, like, that's the other thing. Like, that's There's fair. a lot of unknowns. That's fair. Uh, Lonzo's a great player. Um, he started out after that first year in the league. Everybody's like, oh, God, Lonzo ain't going to be no good. And then he's he's developed over time, and I think Lonzo's a great player. Caruso's whoever, awesome. Mm-hmm. Whoever Lonzo's shooting coach was in New Orleans deserves a pay raise. Oh, <laughs> does, my God. His shot. a gold star. Yeah. yeah. It completely transformed. To be a little bit on the good side, like we are talking about with Chicago – you know, with this KD and Kyrie whole situation, I think the East is going to be 
pretty easy next year. You're looking at Miami right back where they are. You're looking at um, Boston, a team that just made a trip to the finals that signed Malcolm Brogdon, which we'll talk about a little bit later. But those are the two real contenders, in my opinion, in the East. And after that, I don't know. Like, I have no I have no idea what's after that. So Chicago could you know, be shooting for a 2-3 seed this year if – they can stay healthy. I think I love Caruso. I love Lonzo. They just got to stay healthy, man. Yeah, absolutely. And we'll flip. We'll flip to a contender in the West now, reigning champions, the Golden State Warriors. They didn't. They ain't traded for nobody, but they did resign Kevon Looney, my Finals MVP pick. Um, if y'all didn't catch that one, I gotta shout that one out because Kevon Looney destroyed the Memphis Grizzlies. But they also signed a guy that this is one I want to talk about a little bit, Dante Divincenzo. Mm-hmm. So. The Golden State Warriors have lost Otto Porter. They've lost Gary Payton. Um, I'm trying to think if they lost anybody else. Nemanja Bielitsa, but that one didn't really affect them too much. But mm-hmm. getting a guy like DiVincenzo, I feel like it's a great, great replacement for them. Uh, for maybe those, maybe more like Gary Payton type minutes. But uh, two year, nine point three million. That's not that, not that big of a contract. What do you think of DiVincenzo going to the Warriors? I like that. I like the price. Um, I think DiVincenzo is a great, great pickup. I think they did lose some guys. They lost Otto, like you said. I think Gary Payton. I think that is the biggest, like, flying under the radar move of free agency so far. I think him going up to Portland does a lot for Portland as a team. You know, they added Shaden Sharp through the draft. They just paid Anthony Simons. I'm sure he'll he'll want to talk about that. But um, I think Gary Payton going up there is really, really big. Yep. And I think the Warriors losing him is even bigger because this is a guy that played really well. He got hurt in the playoffs. We all saw the Dylan Brooks play, but he was massive for them. And I think DiVincenzo can help that. Yeah. Because after that, the Gary Payton thing, I'm not going to lie, my jaw kind of dropped because I'm like, God, wow. He came up to their G League team the whole organic way. I thought they were going to pay him. I just thought they were going to do right by him and pay him. But I get it. You want to pay Kevon Looney over Gary Payton, I understand. Kevon Looney had a better playoff run. I, I will admit to that. But, yeah, DiVincenzo, he's a good – I'm glad he's out of Sacramento. I felt bad for him there. But, yeah, he's a, he's a good pickup for Golden State, man. Everybody feel bad for Sacramento players. I mean, literally. Not the organization, the players. Just the players. Yeah. The organization doesn't realize it, but everybody hates going to Sacktown. But, yeah. no, you, you hit on it. Gary Payton is – my favorite free agent signing right now because we always talked about what would be good alongside Dame, a defensive-minded guard. Are you yeah, kidding me? That's exactly. a perfect pickup for them. Especially you're going to have a small backcourt. It's going to be like the C.J. Dame all over again with Anthony Simons. He's yeah. a small guy, man. You mentioned my boy Anthony. Yeah. Coop's boy, man. That was my most improved <laughs> pick for the year until he yeah. got injured, and then, of course, he they weren't going to give it to him. God, but he bust our ass last he, year. Dude, he, he was on a tear. I mean, he showed – he he showed Portland why he deserved to be next to Dame. Um, will he be next to Dame though? Do you think he's the starting guard, or do you think they have him come in six man? Because I mean, four years, a hundred mil, like that's not really a six man type of money. Um, but like, I would love a Gary Payton starting next to Dame because that defensiveness right next to it. Um, what are your thoughts on that? You think he's a the starting two, or you think he's coming off the bench as a six man microwave? As a strategic like minded coach like I, if, I, if I'm the coach I want him coming off the bench yeah. I'd love to have a heater like that coming off the bench a Jamal Crawford a Lou Williams type of guy but I understand for the paycheck GM's probably not going to see a hundred million dollar bench player so that would not be good for his job at all so I I what I think will happen is he will start next to Dame what I would do 
if I'm the coach, I'd have him come off as a six-man. I love the Gary Payton thing next to him because if you got Portland plays uh, Steph Curry and the Warriors four times a year, I'd love GP guarding his old teammate, Steph Curry. I think I don't want to put Dame on him at all, you know, but um, yeah, that's, that's definitely what I would do. Yeah, and now I'm going to give you a hypothetical. Uh-oh, I love um, So obviously we've mentioned KD a few times now, and we're, we're not going to stick with him, but I was looking through some like – People were putting out trade ideas. Mm-hmm. The best one I came on was involving the Portland Trailblazers. Because mm-hmm. you know how we just said they get 29 teams to pick the best offer. Mm-hmm. And this is arguably the best offer I've come across. The Grizzlies were in there. I mean, this was literally like a seven little thing on Instagram. So, I mean, there was a, a bunch of trades in there. Right. But this Portland one was the best one I saw. Mm-hmm. It was Shaden Sharp, a guy who... Most people were saying will be the number one pick in the draft, but he didn't play any games at Kentucky. But the sky's the limit for this kid if he's in the right system. Anthony Simons, yep. who just got re-signed to $100 million, so the contracts are going to work. And then Josh Hart, who you and I both love. That's a great NBA player. I mean, he's not going to be like the superstar in the league or anything like that, but he's a great NBA player. Mm-hmm. And then I think it was three or four picks. That was probably one of the best one I've seen. Yeah. Just because that's two young players. I mean, Anthony yep. Simons, I think it's younger than both you and I. Exactly. Because, I mean, he came in the league at 18, and he yeah. just got his rookie extension now. So he might be 21 turning 22 this season. Um, he might be younger than that, though. And then Shaden Sharp, you don't know. I mean, that the potential's sky high, but you also have no clue what he's going to do this first year in the league. So I saw that one. But what would you think of a damn – and KD lineup. I'd love nothing more. <laughs> Actually, I would. I, I like 12 next yeah, to KD. 12. But, yeah, Dave and KD would be lethal, man. Um, they're both on the like similar timeline, too. I think uh, Dame's got, you know, three, four years left of all-star caliber Dame. I think KD's a little bit longer than that just because of his skill set, his length, and everything that goes along with it. But I'd love it, um, and I'd also love Kerry Payton as the two. I'd love Anthony Simons off the bench. I would love if Nurkic can stay healthy. You never know. Jeremy Grant at the four. Like, There's a whole lot of things to love about that. But <laughs> I say I like nothing more, but two teams Kevin Durant brought up. I like him at Phoenix. I like him at Miami more, you know? But yeah. if it can happen, I just don't know if Miami and Phoenix have that ammo. Oh, yeah. no. Portland does, just like you – just like you – uh listed so yeah i think i love the portland fit and i think brooklyn if you're looking at it from that perspective that's that's a fantastic haul oh yeah and that's the thing i mean with the kd thing we have no clue where he's going to end up because the nets don't have to say all right you just want to go to phoenix or to miami we're going to stop taking calls from the other teams they don't have to do that exactly um they don't care they mm-hmm. get the best offer that if whatever comes on their table, they're taking the best one. And so it's – we have 29 trade ideas to think through. And, I mean, obviously we're not going to do that. But, like, that was one that I saw that I was like, this that's pretty interesting. Yeah. But uh, we were just talking about the Kings, and I see this one pop up on the list. So we'll, we'll jump into this because we obviously mentioned that nobody likes playing in Sacktown. Yeah. Shout out Kevin Herter. You playing in Sacktown. This was – Red Velvet, baby. Red Velvet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you. When I saw this Kevin Herter trade, I sat there and I was like – Bro, what? I was like, he just got traded for, no offense to Justin Holiday, Grizzly legend. He did play for the Grizz for, I think, a year, maybe half a season. Um, and Mo Harkless in a first-round pick, future first. I think it was 2024 maybe. But that's some cheap, that's a cheap deal 
for a guy in Kevin Herter, that's not a bad basketball player. Not bad. But what do you think on the Kevin Herter next to De'Aaron Fox? Um, Whatever. That's how I feel about the Kings. <laughs> whatever. You know, like, okay. Um, I, I I don't really think – I don't have any thoughts about the Kings. From a, I'm going to look at it from an ATL perspective. We're talking – telling you about Garrett Wright, who runs GA Sports Now. Go like and follow them on Instagram, Twitter, everything on there. He, he told us. He was like either Kevin Herter, John Collins – Bojan Bogdanovic, however you pronounce his name. One of those three is going to get traded, and looks like Kevin Herter is the culprit for Justin Holiday, Mo Harkless, and future first-rounder. I like it for Atlanta. I like Justin Holiday. I'm higher on Justin Holidays because I like all the Holiday brothers, in my opinion. And Great they basketball need, family. Exactly, man. You need lengthy defenders, and Justin Holiday, he's a good scorer. He can defend better than Kevin Herter, though, so I understand it from that perspective. But yeah. Sacramento, him next to De'Aaron – Whatever. I mean, what what are you doing with okay, you got Sabonis now, like Keegan Murray. That's just a bunch of guys trying to save their jobs. And guess what? When you fire them, no one's gonna wanna gonna work there. So like you're just you're Mike Brown's got a he's he's got a uh, tough tough job already. Should have done the Kenny Atkinson. Stay yeah. with the Warriors. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah, definitely should have did that because Kenny Atkinson's like, oh, Mike's gone. I'm going to be a lead assistant. I don't have the pressure of trying to usher LaMelo Ball to the playoffs with an organization that hasn't been in a long time. Poor Michael Jordan, man. Greatest player of all time. One of the worst owners in sports history. Bad. It's, it's tough. Bad. And I hate this because my, my dad's from Chicago. He's idolizes Michael. I do too as a player. Yeah. As an owner? Nah. No, nah. nah, he's a horrible owner. But a guy who's great in the front office. Uh-oh. Brad Stevens is a dog. What a year he has had. What a year, dude. I mean, literally. We love the Derek White trade. They made a trade yesterday for pennies on the dollar. And this is an incredible trade for them. Yes. What was the one thing they needed last year? Point guard. We talked about this. Point guard. Mm -hmm. Is Malcolm Brogdon a good point guard, Jack? He is a good point guard, and... I like this trade for him. I, I didn't – I'm not high on Brogdon, I'm going to be completely honest. But for this price, yeah. for a 20 <laughs> – for a first-round pick for next year that doesn't fit your timeline and it's not going to be a good pick anyways. And for Daniel Tice, a guy who is barely in the rotation, if not at all, Neesmith who wasn't in the rotation. Yeah, hell yeah. I love Malcolm Brogdon, man. He's a guy who could be your starting port guard. Him and Derek White, I love that. Hopefully, I think Brogdon <laughs> – Thinking he he could up his assist numbers, hopefully. I think that would help. But him, Marcus Smart, and Derek White on the same team, God, yeah, you filled that hole, and hopefully he can give you some something on the offensive end, too. Hell, yeah. And honestly, I'm looking at this more from not even the offensive side, the defensive side. Yep. I mean, this was the best defensive team in the league last year. One of the best in history. Yes. Malcolm Brogdon is a good defender. Granted, Malcolm Brogdon, the only question mark I have on him is his health. I feel like he hasn't played a full season since that rookie of the year season he had. Um, and that just scares me a tad bit. But like you said, how can I be scared when I literally didn't give up a thing? I mean, Daniel Tice, you kidding me? Aaron Neesmith, yes, young player. But he he probably going to get more minutes in Indiana anyways. And a first-round pick is probably going to be 28, 29, 30. Crazy. Sure. Sure. Crazy. Sure. 
I'll do that in a heartbeat. And so, like, I definitely think he's going to be able to facilitate just a tad bit better. Those end-of-the-game scenarios that you and I were sitting there like, what in the absolute hell are you doing? Like, because you literally – I remember I texted you. I don't remember which game it was, but I was like – why are they arguing over who's carrying the ball up the court? Just get up the, get off the please, court. Just please, go. Please. What are y'all doing? There's four minutes in this game, and it's a tie ball game, and you're arguing. Three people are in the backcourt arguing about who takes the ball up the court. I was like, Thanks, yeah. that won't happen, hopefully, now. But, like, I, I think this is a great deal for them. Um, and, like you said, I mean, you didn't give up a dang thing. So Yeah. You didn't at all, and for that price, man, I love Malcolm. I I've been low on him because of injuries. Hopefully, you know, hopefully he can stay healthy. Hopefully, Derek White continues to stay healthy. Boston's got a bright future, man. Big contract, twelve. Paid him. Big contract, twelve. Ja. Demetrius Jamel Morant got that bag. Five years, $193 million if he makes another All-NBA team that, like he made this year. That bumps up to $231 million for Sir number 1-2. Call 12. I saw this come across my phone. It's our favorite player. It's my favorite player of all time, and he's been in the league for three years. It was Iverson before that, and he's just a more athletic version of Allen Iverson. So <laughs> it is what it is. I know that's retarded to say, but it's true. Um... This came across my phone. I looked up at my dad, and I said, wow, this is cheap. We had just seen a contract we just talked about, the Zach Levine thing. The Carl Anthony Towns came out a little bit later, which he's making more money than Ja, and Cat hasn't really even won a playoff series. And saw that happen. Uh, the Zion, his injury-riddled career so far, he got the same amount as Ja. Jokic is getting paid over – you know, yeah, a quarter billion dollars. Bradley Beal, a guy who's coming off a terrible year, got a quarter bill. And John Morant, we get him for 193 or we can just call it 230 which is not that outrageous to me for a guy that's at the beginning of his prime. I love this contract. I love everything about it. I think it's team-friendly because as much as we love John, we like our Memphis Grizzlies more, and that's how it's going to be. But – to build around him, I think this is attainable. I love this. We'll get into the Jaron Jackson news later, which we both hate. Yep. But, John Morant, how do you feel about big contract? Oh, dude, we called this as soon as we knew he was eligible. He's getting the max. Um, And I'm not even upset about it. Like, it's literally one of those things where I'm like, duh. Like, I mean, this is just easy easy business. Um, John wants to stay in Memphis. We want John to stay in Memphis. Um, And like you already said, when people say maxes are team friendly, like when we say that, we're talking in regards to like our second best player in Jaron Jackson Jr. Well, we'll say Jaron Jackson Jr. slash Desmond Bain. Uh, they make a combined twenty six million. Mm-hmm. Josh making more than both of those. Yeah. So like the two guys that are going to be building, like we're building this team with. I mean, granted. Desmond Bain's got two years left on that a million and a half or whatever. So but, he, I mean, it's two years to build. I exactly. Mean, that's a championship window. I think we're in it. And so that's what we mean by team-friendly. Like, most maxes you don't think are team-friendly, but that's when, like, two teams, like, easiest team to talk about, the Lakers. They were strapped. 
I mean, they had three players making a bazillion dollars. Russell Westbrook's making forty-seven million. Exactly. He's him and James Harden are making the most money next year. Well, James Harden declined his option, so I can't say that. Him and Steph Curry are making the most John money. John Wall was set to make forty-four. Like, exactly. Uh, um, and so I love this deal. Um, so happy for twelve. I loved when Bain said, "Hey, let me hold some of that." <laughs> I think that's so funny. I mean, this yeah. team's just happy for each other, um, yeah, and man. I love that. And. We even got another big piece on this team. Thanks. Even plays the same this. position. Exactly. I'll let you hit on that first. The best backup PG in the league, and it's not even close. A team we just talked about, like the Boston Celtics. I expected them to go after this guy because he had that good of a year. Uh, Minnesota was a threat. He's from Minnesota. Sir Tyus Jones got a great, great deal. He got paid. Was it two years, 30 mil? Two years, 30 mil. Two years, 30 million dollars. I am so happy for him. I'm happy we kept him. I thought we are going to have to give him a four-year, a lot bigger deal than 30 million, and we didn't have to. I think just to have him, he plays great alongside Ja when they play together. But more importantly, when Ja got injured, that flipped the season when Tyus Jones was our starter. The whole 20-5 and five without Ja, that is not possible without, without Tyus, Tyus Jones. Jones. Yes. And I am I'm so happy we got we re-signed him. It takes the pressure off a young Kennedy Chandler a guy we just traded up to draft too. So, dude, you just took the words right out of my mouth. I was literally about to say, man, this helps the guy that you love the most out of our draft, yes. Ex- like exponentially. I mean, literally, we were looking at. I mean, you said it the other day. If we don't re-sign Tyus, Kennedy's the only other point guard on the roster. Yeah. Um, and we saw how bad we were when we didn't like even when Tyus. Uh, was starting for Ja because Ja was out. You really saw that when Tyus was off the court, we didn't really have that point guard. Yeah, we tried D Melt and D Melt could do it, but D Melt's not just like a point guard type guy. Mm-hmm. Um, we tried Contra and I thought Contra was a little bit better than D Melt at the point guard. But like, this helps out uh, Kennedy so much because he's going to be able to. He doesn't have to be thrusted in. Um, he's going to be able to like kind of mold in his way. He gets to learn from Ja and Tyus, which are two. Two incredible point guards, but two very different point guards. Mm-hmm. Um, he's going to get to learn how Ja does what Ja does, which is a lot of what Kennedy plays with that athleticism, that speed, that grit. And then he's also going to get to learn a pure point guard type mold in ties. I think this is awesome. If you're Kennedy Chandler, you're sitting there and you're pumping your fists. This is awesome. Mm-hmm. Right. And we got him two years 30. I mean, dude, when when I saw the Jalen Brunson stuff, because let's be, I'm going to be honest, Jalen Brunson probably is scoring – is going to give you more than Tyus. But as far as a point guard goes, they're probably equal, if not Tyus is better point guard. Yeah. 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 Sharing the ball, I think Tyus is better. Jalen's a, a much better scorer. But if I'm thinking tiers, I think Tyus is on the lower end of that Jalen Brunson tier. Yeah. And for them to – for Jalen Brunson just to get paid $104 million and Tyus get paid 30. 30. I love that. I mean if, – if, if we're being realistic, I think Tyus, if he's staying at that 30 number, I think Jalen gets – 50. I think that's that's. I mean, yeah. Jalen's a better player, but not for 80 million dollars more. So. Exactly, and that's exactly what I saw. Because when I saw him get that deal, I was like, Tyus is going to get some money, just because that's what the market yes. is right now. And mm-hmm. so for him to only get 15 a year, that just shows you how much people want to stay in Memphis. Yes. Um, and the fact that Kyle was the one that went to the Timberwolves instead of Tyus, because I really did think the Timberwolves were going to get Tyus. Yeah. Um, that was I kind of had already just taking it over and just gotten it rid of it. I was like, all right, he's going back home. I get it. Nice. Um, but for him to get just a, such a team-friendly deal, I mean, that's just all it is. And th- This is a guy that's a part of our rotation. Like, this is a key piece 
if we're going to win a championship because you don't win it without him. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this deal, and I'm so happy that he's, he's sticking around. Me too, man. It's I love this. I hope we go out and get something more. I want I want something. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just getting greedy at this point. I just we lose Kyle. I think we have to get some type of savvy veteran that can shoot the ball and defend well with him. Because with Jaron Jackson, we'll get into that news. Let's go ahead. Um, he fract. What was it? A stress fracture in his foot during a yeah. workout, or stress fracture in his foot during a workout. Um, somebody else said it was just like a stress. Something I don't know how the foot stuff goes, but stress fracture in a workout had surgery four to six months. NBA season it is July second today, so that means NBA season starts in about three and a half months. The first NBA games in about three and a half months. Training camp that's not even that; it's probably about two and a half months away. So if you're talking four to six months, uh, four months would be. I guess around Thanksgiving, Christmas time, and that's the best case scenario. Um, but we've seen Jaron hurt. Grizzlies are going to take their time. We were told six months; it was close to ten months. So <laughs> we're looking at maybe half the season. From a realistic standpoint, I'm looking at that from the four to six. I'm looking at six months yeah. because, and I think it, that's going to be January, and that's going to be a big, big chunk of next season. So I think this kills us. Kills any trade packages we could put together for Kevin Durant, which probably won't happen anyways. But it kills us from a team perspective, man. I I, I was shattered by this news. Yeah, I think I think I was. I literally could only say one word, and I'm gonna refrain from doing it. But um, <laughs> I mean, there's kids watching. Yeah, fuck. <laughs> I was. This just sucks. I mean. You literally got to see him. I mean, didn't he play 73 last year? Maybe more than that. 77 might have been what it actually was. But he yeah. played almost all season. And the few games he missed wasn't really injuries. It was them saying, hey, we don't need you to play tonight. Just go, go take a seat. We're yeah, going to let Santi Aldama run with it. Yeah. And we were we were so happy about that because he barely missed any games. Like He played. He was the one constant in the entire season because yeah. pretty much everyone on our roster was in and out of the lineup just for short periods of time. But Jaron was there. He was a constant. And it, it, we won a large part because of him. I look at last year. I mean, all defense, first team, all defensive player. Uh, I think of that game winner he had against the Clippers early in the year when we were struggling. And the Jazz. Yeah, and the Jazz caught that one. That one was Phil. Bro, I I had school the next day, and <laughs> sorry, he got me talking about this game, but I had school the very next day, and I didn't want to stay up for this game because we're playing like dog at this point in the season, yeah. and. Trip hits that massive three, and I just am screaming at the top of my lungs. And it's in Salt Lake City, so at this point, it's close to midnight. <laughs> yeah. I was so happy, man. But anyways, yeah, Trip had a great year last year, and that's why this is so shattering, man. Because we thought we we're out of the woodworks. He was like, played seventy nine games. He had a great, healthy year, and then this shit happens. And for a seven footer to continue having leg problems, I know it was his knee before, and now this is his foot, but it's still with his leg. And this is a seven foot guy, a unicorn. And unicorns, if we're being honest, have a track record of not being healthy. Look at Kristaps Porzingis. And I, Dirk is not a unicorn to me because he doesn't have that, you know, mobility. But if you look at these guys, it's what I worry about Chet Holmgren for. They Health has been a question mark. Yeah. And just with Trip. 
that question mark kind of you kind of were alleviated by it because you had a Kyle. I mean, Kyle started at power forward for us an entire season. Um, that's why losing him sucks. But I'm gonna throw it back at you. Um, I asked you on Tuesday or Wednesday. I said, who, who, which rookie is gonna have the biggest impact? Does your answer change with Trip being out now? Do you see a Jake Laravia starting now at that four, or do you see a Santi Aldama? I mean, a guy that and like we laugh when we say Santi's name, but like it's just to the point, uh, just to the point we're at. Exactly, and like this was a guy that like we were very, very, very low on. I'm so used to Kyle being there. Yeah, exactly. That's the up thing because. Kyle, I was so fine with moving off of him. I wanted, actually wanted it because I wanted shooting around 12. But now that Jaron's out, Kyle was our four, and that makes that even much more worse. I was fine with losing him, but with Jaron out, like Kyle's the one, the reason we got to that play and were able to eliminate the Golden State Warriors two years ago in that play-in game. Kyle had a big part in that before Jaron eventually got healthy. So, yeah, that just – it's not good on all cylinders, man. I don't know what you do at the four – I don't know. I I literally have because I mean those two names, Santi, cool, like Laravia. I have no idea, but I that scares the shit out of me. And we're a team that's going to be confident as always going into next year. And I'm just hoping our guys aren't happy with being the two seed and losing to the NBA champions. I hope we're not satisfied with that. But that's what I'm scared of. I'm I'm scared we're going to go into flat. I'm scared if I'm we're being completely honest. I'm scared that we're going to have. A hangover like the Atlanta Hawks did last year. This is a team that went to the Eastern Conference Finals that Trey Young put on a show just like John Morant did these playoffs. And if people don't remember this quote, Trey said it's hard to get up for these regular season games now because I'm playing in the Eastern Conference Finals. I'm taking bows in Madison Square Garden in the first round. And now i got to play Detroit in October and November. Like, how the, how the hell am I supposed to get up about this? That's what I worry about. That's worst-case scenario. But that's what I'm scared of, man. I don't think I'm that. I don't think I'm that down yet. Um, I don't. I don't think it's gonna happen. Yeah, that's I, I'm scared. I think. I think we got a little bit. No offense to Trey, but I feel like our team is a little bit better surrounded. And I also think Taylor Jenkins ain't gonna let them get like that. Um, I agree. But I just don't know where you go with this because I feel like any starting lineup that I can picture is either super small or. Bench is not going to be very good when you do it, but like, who's going to defend? Exactly. I mean, it's just this is <laughs> a tough a, one to swallow. That's a problem Atlanta had, man. They their defense was pitiful this year. Yeah. And without Jaron on the floor, you know how bad we are. I I my first reaction would be Brandon Clark at the floor. Yeah, and then that's where the bench. I'm like, I, I say and Brandon, that's where the, the shooting bench is, Brandon Clark yeah. next to Stephen Adams and that's John Moran at the point guard. Yeah, like two clogs. Like, yeah, it's tough. It's tough seeing out here. Uh, Trip, I hope you have that Derrick Henry recovery and you come back in 10 weeks. Uh, that would be nice. But uh, I'm not going to bank on that. He's been going to fashion shows and all this other shit. I don't think he's – Yeah. <laughs> but it is what it is, man. Let's move on to um, – let's move on to a guy that Ja played AAU with out in SC, um, a guy that just got a very, very similar contract to him actually and has had an injury-riddled first few years. Had a show-stopping second year in this league in New Orleans. He's returning to an exciting team, a team that just traded for C.J. McCollum last year and flipped their season. Um, New Orleans has got a lot of good things going on, and they were able to keep Zion Williamson. I will go as far to say that that C.J. trade saved him 
from leaving because he did rehab out in Portland at the Nike headquarters. He was away for the team for three to four months, not even around at all. Um, and there's little to no news about if he even wanted to stay. There's a lot of New York Knicks talk. I was being one of those people cause I just wanted him out of the division, <laughs> but yeah, he just signed to a five year, two thirty one, very similar contract to John Morant, as you alluded to. Um, how do you feel about new Orleans keeping Zion Williamson, the former number one pick? As much as I hate this contract, not because Zion's not good, um, but 85 games in three seasons. I mean, you've played an equivalent of one full season. Yeah. Um, Ja played – or no, uh, Jaron played more games this year if you include the playoffs. Yeah, and so, like, with that in perspective, it's tough. But you – this is what you had to do. I mean, you weren't keeping him if you didn't give him that. And so, like, in that perspective, I'm like, good job. You did good business. But – I need him to play, and I think he will play. I mean, we've seen pictures and videos now since the playoffs started. I mean, he's looking great, um, and I mean, with just to go back to the Jaren news, with the Jaren news and Zion potentially coming back, makes me even more scared of him because we couldn't stop Zion even with Jaren. So, like, I mean, it's going to be tough now. Um, if you're a Pelicans fan, obviously you wanted to keep him around. Um, this contract's just huge, and I hope it's not Greg Oden type 2.0 because um, I mean I want to see Zion on the court um, too. and so especially if you paid him this money you're expecting him to be on the court um, so I'm gonna need to see more than 85 games in three seasons if I'm gonna like validate this contract is how I'm feeling on this one I, I 100% agree for our final segment we're gonna go through some quick hitters if you're wondering what these papers were, it was a list of every free agency signing from day one and day two. Us being nerds, we like looking at this shit. And, of course, we, we like having reference points, too. We're not perfect, Coop. We're not, we're not perfect. We're going to go through uh, very quickly. First one's going to be a little bit long, and then we'll, we'll do some rapid fire after that. John Wall, this is a guy we talked about with the Clippers. Uh, we don't know what version of him we're going to get. We... I'd love to see a John Wall warm-up celebration, like his first ever celebration. I haven't seen that shit in a long time. <laughs> but, yeah, I think that's a great signing for the two-year 13 mil. I, I like that. It doesn't push me over the edge. I already thought they were championship contenders, and I think you did too. So I, you got any thoughts on John Wall? No, nah, I mean. We got that out on Thursday. Yeah, we got that in, so go, go check the other one. But uh, I love that. I love that fit for them they needed a good point guard like that and him and Reggie Jackson they can kind of yeah switch off I think that's great for them like you already said championship contender exactly and you're you got you got Houston to pay that pay that tab so you're fine uh Ricky Rubio real quick he's agreed to a deal with the Cavs three years 18 mil I like that hopefully he can stay healthy uh Bruce Brown is changing locations he's not going to be at the Brooklyn Nets shocker (laughs) he will be at the Nuggets two year 13 millions for Brucey boy uh, happy for him. He's a the biggest 6'4 guy I've ever seen in my life. Lou Dort and the Thunder. He got five years, $87.5 million. This is, at first glance, it's like, whoa. Yeah. And then I was like, okay, you know what? They, they're they a playoff team. They could be a playoff team, and I think you need a lockdown defender like Lou. So, uh, one that's comedic to me, Kevin Knox is out here still getting contracts. <laughs> Great <laughs> <getting> deal. <laughs> Piston basketball, baby. Detroit's back. Detroit's had such a great offseason. And I see Kevin Knox. A-plus signing. <laughs> Kevin Knox and the Detroit Pistons agreed to a two-year $6 million deal. Okay, dude. Gets How are you still making money? <laughs> Lonnie Walker and the Lakers. 
actually a great deal. Yes. Uh, this is a Malik. I think this is kind of like Malik Monk type signing. Mid-level exception uh, for him, six and a half mil. I think this is awesome. I do too. Um, so good job, Lakers. You've done something right. Yeah. And sticking on the Lakers, Juan T. No comment. Juan Descano <laughs> Anderson. And the Lakers agree to a deal. That man was partying after the championship. That show was hilarious. But other than that, I mean, okay. Okay. Uh, a one that I actually love, JaVale McGee to the Mavericks, three-year, $20 million. JaVale McGee is a guy that's bounced around the league. I think he's a serviceable center, and that's all you ask for in today's league. I think he's a great backup. They got beat up on the interior in Golden State uh, in the conference finals, and I think he could help out with that. I agree 100%. I love that deal for the Mavericks. And, I mean, three years, $20 million, that's not too bad. No, not at all. Uh, Patty Mills and the Nets agreed to a – Two-year, $14.5 Patty Mills, that was the worst year of basketball I've ever seen him play. Um, I, I would not have signed him to this. How you feel? I, I would have kept Bruce Brown over Patty Mills. That's yes. kind of how I feel. I completely agree. Yo, boy, Javon Carter. Javon Carter just signed a deal with the Bucks for two years. How do you feel about your boy, Javon Carter? Grizzlies drafted him. Cooper's loved him since college. Uh, Yeah, Jack, Jack knows. I, I was literally sitting there. It was me, you, and Ben. We were uh, – I was waiting. I was like, please just draft him in the second round. He'll be there. We got him. And then we traded him, and I cried because um, his last game of the season, he dropped 30-something on the Warriors. And I was like, that's my boy. He's going to be there next year. Just get another development year. I'm happy for him. Uh, he, he looked really good with the Bucks, And, I mean, he's a good defender. So, like, they they love defenders. So, I love that for them. Exactly. One we did mention, just a side note for Bradley Beal, Wizards, five years, $251 million a quarter billion dollars for Bradley Beal, guy who's coming off only playing 40 games and did not have a great year, coming towards the end of his prime too. Uh, you and I talked at nauseum Thursday about punting him because we just thought that they should go in a full rebuild. They decided to pay him. I don't understand it. Do you have any thoughts? Not at all. Okay, that's that's how I feel too. Um, apparently, uh, DeAndre Jordan's still uh, robbing teams. He just got a deal for the Nuggets. There's hope for me and you yet. I mean, I'm telling you, our Lace NBA contract, up. our NBA contract is coming. <laughs> Lace them up. Uh, VO in the Miami Heat, Victor Oladipo agreed to a one-year $11 million deal. I like that for VO. Uh, that's a – this is another, like, prove-it year. Um, like, it's only one year, so, like, it's a, hey, you played for 30-ish games. And you look pretty good, but we'll give you one more. Let's see if you can put a full season in. Look really good. I like that deal for him. I agree. Um, one I actually really love is P.J. Tucker in the Philadelphia 76ers. Three years, $33 million. This is a guy, wherever he goes, he wins. Won a championship with Milwaukee two years ago. Uh, he went to the Eastern Conference Finals with the Miami Heat. I love P.J. Tucker. He's a winning guy. He's a Rottweiler. And I think 76ers have the worst bench in the NBA, and this definitely helps build on that if he, doesn't, if he comes off the bench. Um, Malik Monk agreed to a two-year deal, $19 million, with the Sacramento Kings. This was hilarious to me. I highlighted it because I saw De'Aaron Fox and Malik Monk post an Instagram story of, like, just like the old days, and then it was footage of them playing at Kentucky, and they're going to win 25 games. So, If that. <laughs> <laughs> they got DeMontis bonus for the culture. I do like Keegan Murray, though. <laughs> uh, just in passing stuff we already talked about Thursday, these are the final two. Jalen Brunson, New York Knicks, four years, 110. We both hated this. Yeah, it's he doesn't move the needle. Um, and I mean, you hit on PJ Tucker; he kind of does. Like, I mean, as as a role player, PJ Tucker is really good, and they also got D-Mail. So, like, their bench that was horrible last year is looking a little bit better. Yeah. So, I mean, the Knicks might prove us wrong, but I doubt it. I doubt they it haven't too. done it for God knows how long. But 
I just, it's just so much money to bank on Jalen Brunson. I agree, man. I, I'm not a fan at all. The DeJounte Murray thing, the final one, that trade happened, and it was three first-round picks, Gallinari, and a pick swap. So you and I talked about this. Yeah, I think it's it's a great trade. I don't know if it makes him a championship contender. It definitely helps him. So. Yeah, it definitely helps, and I think Gallinari's already been – he's either getting released or bought out, and then he said his first team was the Boston Celtics. So, I mean, we'll see where he ends up going. But, yeah, I love DeJounte, so we'll see. That's how I feel. Coop, our first ever in-person podcast. There will be more of these to come. Thank you all so much for like or for watching. Like and subscribe. Come on. How can you not? Yeah. Love you all so much. Thank you for the support. Deuces.